This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression Apparel gives the user more energy, greater endurance and enhanced performance during activities. For a discount at CEP, use the following code online, local legends in running. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast, where you hear the stories from local legends of Australian running that you've simply always wanted to hear. Today, in episode 23, I interview Brisbane runner, Bella Pickett. You wouldn't pick it, but Bella has only started running seriously this year. Bella played lacrosse professionally for 15 years, including representing Australia on numerous occasions. After finishing in the sport, she decided to give triathlon a go in her late 20s, which led her to pursue her strongest leg, running. She's now quickly becoming one of Brisbane's strongest female runners, having recorded times as fast as 16.58 in the 5K, 34.31 in the 10, and 117.07 in the half. So as always, sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing about Bella's interesting life story, which led her into the sport, and all things about women in running. Hey Ellie, how's it going? Can hey, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can. How are you going? Okay. Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Welcome uh, officially to the podcast. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, no. exciting I've never done a podcast before so <laughs> I've yeah. listened to plenty but never actually been on one so yeah well, I got yeah. a hold of you about just over a week ago didn't I and um you didn't hesitate though yeah I know oh, I thought why not <laughs> <laughs> hey tell uh, us how, um, how bad could I be <laughs> yeah exactly yeah tell us uh where are you right now sitting give us some context around the interview uh I am just in my house just in the study room um yeah about Sunday 12 p.m just been um doing a bit of work and prep for the week and yeah jumped on the bike this morning because I'm a bit injured at the moment so just been doing a bit of cross training this morning so yeah yeah I did see that about an hour on the bike you've got a stationary bike there do you in the house yeah I mean Perks is doing triathlon for a couple of years <laughs> um I've got the the good setup for cross training so um, injuries aren't too bad because you're used to all of the um, yeah, all of the swimming bike. So yeah. Oh, definitely envious of that. I, I didn't get out this morning at all for a run. It was pelting down rain in Brisbane. Still is. Um, bit of a yeah, break at the moment, disgusting. but I don't have a, an indoor bike nor a treadmill. So hopefully this afternoon after this. Yeah, definitely. I think the rain's going to ease off. But I did see quite a few people on um on Strava did uh stick it out in the um in the tough conditions. So. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't be enjoyable. Some, some are definitely committed. Uh, and you were meant to be in Tasmania this morning This morning in the Bernie 10K. I'd actually seen your name on the list. We spoke last night about it. You said you hadn't actually got a hold of the organisers yet to tell them you wouldn't start. No. But they had, you, they had you starting. And there was a few actually that said NA, which uh, yeah. would indicate that maybe they had contacted the organisers. But uh, Vela was on the list with a PV of around 34-something, isn't it? Yeah, so I was meant to be, um, yeah, I reached out to the organisers not 
to oh, about six months ago and I kind of forgotten about it a little bit um and then when I saw the inside running podcast did the screenshot of the start list and I was like oh no I haven't told them I can't race so um yeah I was meant to be in Bernie and I was really looking forward to doing that race because I know it's such a prestigious 10k and has um yeah always gets a really good turnout and I always think it's great to run against like the best of the best I mean that you see some of those PVs on that start list and you're just mind blown by how quick they are um but it's such a good experience racing against some of the yeah the top runners in Australia yeah you haven't been down there yet have you to the Bernie 10 you weren't there last year uh no I didn't yeah. I um yeah it was going to be my first time I've actually never been to Tasmania full stop so yeah. it's going to be my first time I was meant to do the Cadbury half marathon in January but then um I was traveling with my mum and we got a bit kind of worried about COVID um and getting stuck there and that was when it was all kind of a bit up and down and you never knew what was going to happen and it wasn't really super in the clear to go down so we decided not to go in the end um just to play it a bit more safe yeah fair enough and i was super impressed with the women i watched the stream the stream was fantastic actually we've had a few average streams out there in recent events but this one was good tasmania generally does put together a good stream and, and good events they're generally flat weather's pretty good and they they do draw the fields like the, the Lonnie town I know is a pretty sought after race but there was plenty of women like even under 35 36 minutes um who were, would have been well ahead of me too uh in a 10k yeah. and uh Leon Pompiani yeah. I think just around 32 or high 31 and then Jack Rayner as well with the Aussie record uh course record I think to McSwain but yeah. then Aussie record to Mottram which is massive and it's the fastest time ever ran on Australian soil as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, really cool. Um, yeah, just finished watching the live stream literally just before we jumped on here. So I kind of had it on in the background. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great race though. And Leanne Pompiani has like in the past couple of races, she's become, she's come like second or third and hasn't really had like a really good win, um, like in a kind of a bigger event. And um, yeah, so it was really cool to see her take out the win in that. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Sinead Diver, normally in the marathon, but 32.29. And Rose Davies, Incredible. just under 33 minutes. So, yeah. such a fast race. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah I even, thought it was a great yeah. stream. And even Jen Gregson running like oh, under that, 35. Yeah. And she's like 12 weeks from having a baby. I'm like, <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah, she had such to go to Bridge to Brisbane. But, yeah. yeah. She was 37 yeah. something there and now 34, 36 I'm looking at. So she would yeah. have beaten me too after three months of having a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, I think she has a really good support team around her as well. And yeah, she's had a really good return to running. I think it's been pretty smooth, like a lot smoother than quite a few athletes that have come back from having babies. Yeah, definitely inspirational too. Hey, like we've got the, the current crop there, like um, Eloise Wellings and Sinead and uh, who's the other one, Jess? They're the big three, aren't they, who have had, yeah. had babies and still doing so well. But Jen, so quickly after pregnancy, which is uh, definitely yeah. inspiring for okay. those looking to uh, continuing running yeah. after having a, a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I like, oh, even not so much the famous people, but like my friend Narissa who runs at Bert, she has three kids and she is still running like, sub 250 marathons and so she's like incredible as well and yeah there's actually so many good running mums out there 
um, that just have come back so well. And yeah, it's super inspirational. And yeah, as you look to the future, you're kind of like, okay, it's doable. You don't have to quit after you have kids, which is kind of like the old school, old school mindset. I know my mom kind of gave up sport a bit after she had kids, but she played quite a high level for quite a while. So yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's truly impressive. Actually, speaking of Bert, too, I I had the pleasure to actually meet you in person. Uh, the last few guests I hadn't actually met, which makes things a bit more interesting. But it's almost like speed dating or something. Um, Ed Goddard yeah. was one of them the other week. Obviously, lives in Sydney yeah. and um, well and truly one of the more well-renowned athletes on the podcast. So definitely good to meet you at a Bert session during the week. Came down for my first time and and uh, yeah, super impressed with what they're doing as well at Bert and uh, plenty of women down there too. I thought, you know, the, the ratio of women to men's is pretty good. I got asked that a few times by some mates who knew I headed down if um, there was a number of women there and I, I backed that up with a big yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been really good. Uh, we've had quite a few strong numbers and I think you've got that kind of core group that is there every week. And yeah, I just, yeah, I love Bert because it's that one session of the week that you get to, just push yourself so hard and I think being a um, a girl amongst the guys you've always got someone to run with him you, you've always got someone to kind of push yourself even harder um, so I definitely think that's been a huge factor in sort of like at least my running improvement having that really one key session a week of just yeah really pushing hard and being surrounded by the people that are looking to do the same thing. Yeah, because they predominantly started as a male group and probably years before you'd started back in 2016, I think they'd started the group or a tiny bit later. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're doing wonders for the women too, which is great and a variety of ages. So really good to see that as well. Um, yeah. So looking forward to this one because you're pretty new to running as well. You've you, you, you've dabbled, well, not dabbled, maybe involved heavily <laughs> in uh, lacrosse yeah. for many years and then triathlon as you said, and now into running. So looking forward to seeing how that's all shaped out. Uh, we'll run through the PBs and achievements as usual. That that list at the moment, I think, is going to continue to grow. So yeah, although hopefully. impressive at the moment, it's still a little bit short, but I'm sure we'll see the, that list grow as time goes on. Um, so I think I've got a 3K PB from like 11 years old. I could probably throw in there. <laughs> <laughs> Any idea of what it was? Oh, no. Oh, actually... I don't know why I remember it, but I reckon it was like, it would have been like 12 minutes and something. I don't know. It was like a, because I used to run, I ran a couple of state cross-country teams um, back when I was like very, very young. And I reckon I crossed the line, it would have been like high 12s or like close to 13. So not too bad for a little kid. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that shortly about yeah how you fared back in the day. Um, and let's, yeah, let's get to some things around you. So were you born in Brizzy as well? Uh, no, so I was born in Adelaide. Um, yeah, born and bred in Adelaide. Um, moved to Brisbane in 2018. Um, graduated from uni, found a job. Um, yeah, and decided to make a move up here. Just thought, why not? <laughs> yeah, right. So, and, and for work now, what are you doing with that? And did you study to get what, to what you're doing now? You, I think you mentioned teaching, actually. It comes to mind, actually, after asking you that question. I, yeah. I heard you say that the other week to me. Yeah, yeah so... Um, yeah, so I'm a teacher. Um, I Yeah, I moved up here because I got a job. Um, pretty much it was at that time when there wasn't a teacher shortage and teaching jobs <laughs> were actually quite hard to come by um, as opposed to in today's day and age. Um, yeah, so I kind of applied all around the country. Jobs in SA um, for teaching were a bit scarce and I was kind of um, 
I studied psychology and then did my master's of teaching. And um, yeah, and so then um, trying to find a job just teaching psychology was quite rare. And then I saw this job pop up in Brisbane that was just psychology and applied for it and got it and then ended up making the move up. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah and then have loved it ever since. Yeah, so you te- is that teaching, is that also a subject there from year seven to 10 or, or purely a senior subject, psychology? At the moment, just a senior subject. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's been in South Australia as a subject for quite a while. Um, yeah, at least 10 or so years. Um, but in the Queensland curriculum, it's relatively new. Um, but I teach at a school that does like an international curriculum, so the international baccalaureate. And um, yeah, and that's been a subject in the IB for a number of years, I think 11 or 12 years. And so um, ended up getting a job in IB school, which was a whole nother um, whole another world, but um, but yeah, it was good experience, and yeah, I've kept teaching psychology since then. Yeah, nice one. So you got another uh, teaching area then on the side of the psychology that you, you spread the wings out to a little bit more. Um, I teach a few different kind of um core subjects in the in the IB, which <coughs> look at like um extended essay and theory of knowledge, which are um, a little bit different, but then um, at my current school, I coordinate the sports um, and some of the extracurricular activity as well. Um, so mainly teaching psychology and then doing sports and co-curricular on the side, which kind of suits my personality quite a bit, um, having a bit of a passion for getting kids involved in sport, um, no matter what age or um, what school they're at. Yeah, and, and you mentioned you were in the, in the study there of where you're living at the moment. So what, what suburb are you residing in in Brisbane at the moment and whom are you actually living with in that particular house? Um, yeah, so I'm living with my partner, Tim, and yep. who also is my coach. Um, and we are living in Norman Park, um, Norman, kind of yeah. like East Brisbane area. Yeah. Yeah, down the road from Churchy where I teach. Pretty, uh, yes. yeah. pretty affluent yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a few runs through Churchy into the city. Um, yeah, it's a nice, it's a really nice area. Um, you kind of go, oh, we're in the sort of um, intersection between you go one way and it's super affluent, and then you go the other way and it's uh, it's all right. Oh, there's <laughs> some steep hills there. Hey, really steep hills. I yeah. often suggest we we head up there with some staff who run with me regularly for a social run, but we generally run along that Norman Bikeway, which is dead flat. Uh, but yeah, I've laid yeah. out these segments on there as well. So you'll have to check them out yeah. around the AFL club there and stuff. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Done. I'll try and grab those segments. <laughs> hey, um, what about away from running? How are you feeling your time with uh, things aside from teaching and running? Um, to be honest, at the moment, work kind of consumed <laughs> a lot of a lot of my time. Um, but yeah, I'm I like to go on hikes. Um when I travel when I can, um, I go home to Adelaide a fair bit. Um, yeah, just, and socializing with friends, like that's kind of a bit of, bit of my life at the moment. Um, I was playing lacrosse for a little while, um, on the side, but then kind of, um, took more of a focus on running and couldn't really manage playing, um, both running and doing lacrosse as well. So I gave that up to give myself a bit more free time. Yeah, yeah, it tends to be the way in the teaching world, doesn't it? It, it consumes you within term, and all of a sudden yeah. you spat out in the holidays, and you got a lot of spare time. And generally, that's when you run even more. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and no, no, um, kids yet. I assume too. Hey. No, no, not yet. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, take take um, 
as much as you can of these years prior to yeah any kind of plans if that is on the agenda uh yeah, yeah lap, definitely lap literally yeah yeah <laughs> So let's get to these running achievements because you've, uh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll confirm to you before I sort of read them out. Are they all this year then? The five, ten and a half um, on TV? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll have a guess okay. where I'm guessing the half was at Gold Coast, the bridge to Brisbane for the 10 and the 5k at the Burt Fast 5k at Sandgate. Have I nailed that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the, the half marathon PB was at Sunshine Coast. Oh, Sunny Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So sixteen fifty eight five k. So that, that that was definitely at Sandgate. Yeah. And thirty four thirty in the ten k at Bridge to Brisbane. You were only actually I think you were the person in front of me at Bridge to Brisbane. <laughs> oh really? What did you write at Bridge to Brisbane? Oh, thirty four forty something. Yeah. Oh, that's um, awesome. But cool. yeah, your name popped up on the list. So I was sort of going through it, scoping out an agenda for the podcast. Hence, been yeah. reaching out to you, and I uh, was impressed yeah. to see you there. And when I think. As a, as a male runner out there, I'm getting any better. I, I just get shown up by a, a few ladies in front, <laughs> but you're one of them at 34.30. And then 117.07 yeah. in the half at Sunny Coast. Again, uh, just under a minute quicker than me as well. Oh, no. <laughs> and a hill in that too, right, in the Sunny Coast? Oh, uh, yeah. I had I didn't have the best race. My guts on the day were not good. And I actually had to stop once or twice towards the end because they were uh, a few errors in um, planning and executing a race plan. So, um, but it's all a learning experience. So hopefully next time I can crack that one seventeen. Yeah, not long ago was it the sunny coast? Is that generally no. August? Yeah, August. Yeah, so uh, a bit of form, but we're, I mean we're coming into summer now too, so it's getting a bit warm, and I'm sure we'll be getting to the training runs now a bit more so than the races. Maybe some park runs here and there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can tell the humidity is already well and truly kicked in in Brisbane. Yeah, um, wasn't it so at the Burt session on Tuesday too? Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, let's backtrack a little bit to then. You said you were born in Adelaide, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so where, where did you go to school there and, and where did, did running feature at all at any uh, primary crossy events and things like that? Did you do any rep stuff before we got into lacrosse yeah yeah so I um yeah so my running adventure kind of started well my interest in running um started when I was about oh, 10 years old um my brother used to do cross country and I used to go sit on the sidelines mum was a teacher so she'd be staying after work so I had no choice but to go wherever my brother went and he um he went to cross country and did all the cross country races and I'd just be standing on the sidelines watching and um and then the cross country coach Barney he um he said to me one day he's like why are you sitting on the sidelines why don't you come run and I was like okay sure why not and then ended up getting dragged into cross country and yeah and then ended up being pretty all right at it made a couple of state teams when I was about uh I think it was 11 and then 13 I want to say um went to a few national cross championships um did terribly I think I was like in the last 10 um, out of the whole entire field um but yeah that's kind of where it all started and how was that so back then um and you don't have to give away your age but I did guess your age is a bit younger um the other day yeah. but uh you're you're 
heading towards my age. I'm definitely older than you, but I mean, what was it yeah. like back then uh, as a as a girl, as a young girl uh, running in Adelaide? Uh, was there a group around that sort of deemed it as a, a, a coolish thing to do? Or was it an, a, a weird sort of tomboy activity yeah, to be involved was- in? How did that work? I don't really think cross country was as big as it is now. Um, I think the running scene has definitely grown. Um, I guess with exposure to kind of more events on TV and the media, I mean, I didn't really like train very much for it. I just kind of got up and ran, um, rocked up to cross country events and sometimes we train at lunch times. Um, it wasn't really sort of a uh, specialty, if anything, um, but, um, yeah, so I just kind of did it on the side. I was playing plenty of other sports. Um, but I don't think, yeah, the field back then wasn't massive. Um, not to, like, bring myself down saying that um, I only made, made the team because of that. But I think that, um, yeah, it wasn't as big as it is today. Yeah, it doesn't get spoken about much to Adelaide in the running scene. We definitely hear of... Victoria probably being arguably the strongest, followed by yeah. NSW, then Queensland, and Adelaide might be spoken about fourth behind uh, Brisbane and Queensland. So has that has it grown a bit in Adelaide as well? Oh, definitely. I mean, you see, I've got quite a few um, friends that have taken up running, um, more so during COVID. So you think about, I think it was, oh, is it Izzy Fat Doyle's running yes. group, the runners one coaching. Um, yep. That has like grown massively and that squad is like you run around Adelaide or whenever I go home, I run around Adelaide guaranteed on my runs. I'll see about six or seven people wearing the runners one gear. Like she has just, I mean, her and Riley, sorry, their group has just completely changed running in Adelaide, I reckon. Um, and I've got, yeah, quite a few friends that now run with them or like have just taken up running because of COVID. Um, so I think the scene in Adelaide is definitely getting stronger and, um, they have quite a good, um, like quite good events as well that are really well run. I remember um, not that long ago on my school holidays, I went down and I was going to run City to Bay, but then because of this injury, didn't end up doing it. But I went and watched and just a really good, well run event. Um, and I think that's one thing that SA does really well is these events that aren't massive, but they're really, yeah, they're really well run and get a really good turnout. Yeah, yeah. So, so back to you with that that sport as well. Were you were you sort of involved in some of the more cardiovascular based endurance sports like soccer or anything that involved a bit more running than the others? Um, I so when I was younger, I played basketball. Um, well, when I was younger, I think I played every sport under the sun. I drove my parents nuts driving me around the suburbs of Adelaide, um, participating in nearly every sport possible. Um, but then I kind of found my feet in basketball when I was younger. And then after that kind of had to make a choice between basketball and lacrosse. Um, so lacrosse is a very endurance heavy sport, particularly when you're Mm. a midfielder like me. Um, so I think I've just always had that really good endurance base that lended itself really nicely to running. Um, and I've always run like on the side, you know, if I like have a spare moment or one afternoon after work, I'd always just go for a jog. Um, but never really kind of focused on it as a specialty, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which I think is good and bad because I mean, you look at um, you look at a lot of athletes these days. Like, look at Sinead Diver. She didn't take up running seriously until she was in her like mid thirties, and she's doing so well. So I think sometimes it's an advantage to not have been a specialized runner from such a young age. 
Yeah, it definitely gives you, um, you know, strength around different areas, like literally muscular strength in the way that you move yeah. as a base. But then it all, it almost extend can extend the the running career uh, if you're not burnt yeah. out too young. So who what was yeah. the main who who was the main influence to get you into lacrosse? Um, my mum. So yeah, it's, my, yeah. it's, kind of, it's a bit of a family sport. So yeah. um, my mum plays, my brother plays, my cousins all play. Um, you go down to the lacrosse club in Adelaide, which is Brighton Lacrosse Club, and kind of I can point out a few relatives around the room and like how everyone's related. It's a bit of a um, a bit of a family sport. Um, it's kind of hard. Like you don't really hear of many people kind of randomly getting into lacrosse. Um, they're either dragged along by a relative or a friend. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, no, mum was quite a good player. Um, she captained the Australian team to their first World Cup win in 1986. And, yeah, it was quite a very good player and a massive influence on my sporting life. <laughs> yeah, I used to teach a bit of uh, lacrosse, but we called it soft cross with the plastic gear. Oh, the plastic sticks. Yeah, 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 they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's still good so fun. Everyone it's thinks like, of that when they, yeah. It's a simple everyone sport. Everyone thinks of that when they think of lacrosse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I'm not, oh yeah, I'm not mocking or have no idea of lacrosse, but I just, yeah, that's just the way it's done in uh, particularly younger years of uh, PE. Then it tends to be pushed aside for more common sports in the senior uh, curriculum. But um, any yeah. idea of how far you run in these lacrosse games and how long of a duration are they? Oh, I reckon I've worn my watch, like, you're not supposed to wear watches, but I've, like, tucked into my shorts a couple of times just to see how far we'd run. And in a full game of lacrosse, because there's a few, they've started to modify the game a bit um, to make it a bit more, I guess, um, crowd-friendly. So you know how they've changed basketball to be, like, the 3v3. They've changed lacrosse to this thing called Olympic Sixes, which is, like, a shorter, faster game um, in an attempt to get it into the Olympics. Um, but I think in a full field game of lacrosse, I would cover anywhere between like five to six Ks just from running. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty, it's a, it's a pretty full on sport and it's a lot of, um, a lot of jogging, but also sprinting and acceleration. And, um, yeah, I always love, like in, um, dirt sessions, like our speed sessions, we always laugh because my first few steps, are, like off the mark, are always really quick. But I think that's a lacrosse thing that's come into running. So I always go out that like first five or ten steps is really hard, and then I'm like, oh crap, pull it yeah. back. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a <laughs> unique background in it. And, and I mean, what sort of achievements did you then get into post school with the lacrosse? Uh, am I reading correctly? Some Australia representation there in the sport. Yeah, yeah. So in 2011, I played on the under 19 Aussie team, and yeah. we won a silver medal in Germany. Um, which was probably one of like my biggest sporting achievements to date and honestly the best time of my life. Um, we had a lot of fun on that junior team. Um, and then in 2013, I played on the senior Aussie team in um, a World Cup in Canada and we ended up with a bronze medal in that tournament as well. Um, and then, yeah, after Under-19 World Cup, we, I actually got a scholarship to go study and play in America and went through the college system over there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's no, definitely a different thing to be into. I, I just want to ask about like away from what's the off like off the pitch, so to speak. What's the lacrosse scene like for both women and men? You know, in in the whole footy thing, 
we often hear of, of, of them getting into the party scene, drinking a lot. Like, is there any kind of, is it social? Is there any partying involved at a young age in the sport? What's it like off the court? Oh, uh, not really. I guess in college, like, everyone kind of parties. Everyone has that social side to um, to the sport. But there's not really much of, like, a scene, if anything. It's, um, it's still quite a small... I guess in Australia it's tiny, like it's a very club-based sport. Um, but in America there's like a few professional leagues, but it doesn't really have like as big a scene as like NFL or anything. I mean, if you're in the lacrosse world, you would know of the top players, like you'd know who they are, but there's not really any, yeah, not really any sort of like goss or party scene around it. So it's still quite small, if anything. Yeah. And so what if, you, if, if you're at the top of the game in the sport, what kind of, fitness attributes would these lacrosse players be demonstrating like if they were to get fitness tested on like a beep test or a 40 meter sprint or how how strong they are where do they kind of shine in that in those areas I think all over like to be a good a top level lacrosse player you've got to have that like speed that strength that endurance as well I think my brother's quite a good lacrosse player as well and one time when he was at the peak of his fitness he did the beep test and he scored really really high I cannot remember what it was and I don't want to sound like an idiot saying something stupidly high but it was like in the 20s or something um yeah but you just have to have that really really high fitness like equivalent I guess like equivalent to the fitness of like an AFL play where you've got to have the strength to cope being um kind of pushed around a little bit but you've also got to have that that strength endurance in running Mm. and then that explosiveness to kind of push off the mark and yeah I was never the quickest person in my day like I could always I could run for days like run the whole game but that sort of explosiveness was never ever my strength yeah well they're running like up to 15 to 20k I think in the in the higher sort of uh, in AFL for example and even below as well I think if you add a bit more duration of lacrosse you might be seeing numbers closer to that but it's yeah Yeah. it it seems like that movement's similar have you run a beep test yourself before oh not for years we did a um a yo-yo test which is like a variation of the beep test a couple of years ago for lacrosse um I can't remember it might have been in the 14 or 13 or something for the yo-yo test um, but yeah, that's, that was a good test of endurance. And, um, yeah, I think, I reckon that was the highest I got. That's kind of closest to the beat test. Yeah. Okay. So was that about mid twenties then you stopped lacrosse? How, how long ago was that from now? Yeah. So when I moved up to Brisbane, um, it's more social up here than anything. So I kind of found it harder to, I mean, it was good to play socially, but then that competitive level, um, I was in a few Aussie squads up until recently like a few years ago and then um and then decided just to kind of pull back and focus my energy on running and yeah the sports that were a little bit easier and I guess more social to um to join in on in Brisbane yeah but triathlon first so what what got you off the uh we calling it a pitcher or court by the way I was thinking that before lacrosse. Uh, the pitch. pitch, the pitch, off yeah. the pitch, or the field, uh, yeah, <laughs> field, field. field. <laughs> there you go, none of them. The oval um, square. <laughs> yeah, what what influenced you then to get into that? Was it the fact that you were you were faring pretty well fitness wise too? Do you think it was kind of a natural thing to once you stopped that, considering it was a cardiovascular sort of based sport, to then get into something similar to that? Yeah, well. 
Well, actually, I kind of moved. So I moved to Brisbane and I think I knew like two people up here. Um, it was kind of one of those places I was just like, eh, why not? Like, I'll make friends. I'll be fine. And then didn't really know how to make friends as an adult. It was a bit of a shock when you move to a new place and you don't have university or sport. Um, and it's kind of harder to, yeah, to find where you fit in in a new place, um, particularly as an, like an adult in your 20s. It's, yeah, a bit of a shock to the system. And then um, I actually was traveling overseas and I was in Hawaii and I went to Kona. Um, and I happened to be there about, uh, it was in the September school holiday. So I was there about two weeks before the Ironman World mm. Championships. And um, and like when I was on holidays, I would, I would always go for runs or like try and keep fit, you know, run in the morning to go explore a place and then go back to places later. Then I'm in Kona and I'm running around one morning and it's boiling hot. It's like 30 degrees. I was struggling. And um, and then there's just all these people around running. And I was like, this is weird. Like all the holiday destinations I've been to, I've never, like you don't see that many people running around. If anything, people are looking at you like you're a crazy person running around. And um. And then I got a high car and I drove out to the um, volcanoes and drove back along this Queen K highway, which is quite famous in, um, in the Ironman world championships. And then, um, and I'm driving along, it's like 2 PM, about 34, 35 degrees, crazy humidity. And there's these people on their bikes. I'm driving. I'm like, what are these people doing? This is ridiculous. I'd never heard of what an Ironman was before. So I'm like, these people are crazy. What is going on? And then I went into a shop and I was like, asked the question. I was like, is there something going on in this town? And then the guy looked at me like I had three heads. And I was like, and then he looks at me and he goes, um, yeah, the Ironman World Championships. And then I was a little bit embarrassed the way that he looked at me like I was stupid. And so I went home and I started like Googling this Ironman World Championships. And I was like, this is crazy. And then, um, and then of course, the Facebook algorithm popped up with this um, beginner's course, the triathlon in Brisbane. And so I was like, oh crazy but I want to do it let's do it and so then I signed up for this beginners course with um Tri-Nation and um yeah haven't looked back since well now that I'm in running a little bit more but um but yeah I started tri triathlon basically from seeing what an Ironman world championship was in Kona yeah that's that's a hilarious story so have you done the likes of Malulbar and Noosa triathlon or any of the smaller um, any yeah. little wins on the um really cool QTS series still Gatorade series Is yeah that still I've yeah, yeah. So I have won my age group lots of times in the QTS series um, or like got on the podium for that. Um, I love those races. They're really good and just a really good fun hit out. Um, I've done Noosa Try a couple of times. Last year I did um, I did the bolt on the Saturday and then I no, did the, triathlon the next after. day and did the full triathlon the next day, <laughs> which is pretty uh Pretty interesting. My legs were a little bit shot on the run by the time were you I expecting got to, to it, get so... a fast time, or was it just a tick, like a no. ticking it off? Yeah, yeah. Not at all. I yeah, I did the Noosa try, and I woke up the next day. My legs because the bolt was at three pm in the afternoon, mm. and it was so hot. Um, great race, but yeah, real really tough race. And um, yeah, I woke up the next day, and then I was like, oh my gosh, my legs are cooked. And then. Yeah, so I was like, you know what, see how I go. I think I ended up getting oh, maybe fifth or sixth or something in my age group. I can't remember. Um, so it didn't do too badly, but definitely not my best performance. Yeah, so it's coming up this weekend, actually, the Noosa Bowl and Noosa Triathlon weekend. I'm sure there might be a few triathletes tuning in. So give us an idea of your uh, times across each of the legs and maybe your, your best time across Ooh. the triathlon. It, it, I know it's very contextual in triathlon 
with the time. So it's not it's yeah. not like running. Uh, it's not black and white with different degrees of of uh, influence, like wind and currents and the water and drafting oh, on bikes yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah, how have you fared with yeah. timings? Yeah, not too bad actually. Um, swimming's probably my hardest leg. That just does not come naturally to me. But um, I, particularly with all this cross training I've been doing with this injury, I've been yeah working my swim a fair bit, and that's slowly improving. Um, which is what I think I love about swimming is that if you just are consistent at it, you see improvements. Um, but it yeah it definitely does not come naturally to me. Um, but yeah, so like Olympic distance, I think my PB is two oh eight or two oh nine. Um, and then oh the swim could not tell you. I think I just get in the water and just swim my little heart out <laughs> and don't even bother to look at the time. Um, but um, I think oh my last, I think my best performance would have been Kingy Try in November of last year. Um, I came second female overall, which was good fun. Um, but that swim doesn't count because it's all downstream. So <laughs> yeah, down um, the Cudgeon Creek, a, isn't it? I've done that one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good triathlon. But um, yeah, my runs off the bike are, are good. So around like 37, 38 minutes for a 10k off the bike. Um, and then yeah, my oh, I guess my bike time for 40Ks would be anywhere like after an hour, so like an hour five, hour six or seven, depending on the race that it is. Yeah, yeah. So no no dreams to get back in the triathlon at all? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I like. I thought, well, the running thing kind of came about because it was running season. I thought I want to give running a shot, see how I go with just running mm. and see if I can actually kind of get somewhere with it. Um triathlon I still love triathlon like it's I'm a bit of a um fangirl of the sport like I love watching all the races and I get heavily invested in all the podcasts and yeah I like follow all the people on Instagram so I just I think I just love the kind of um yeah the fun of the sport it's um it's slowly growing in popularity and a lot of people are getting on board um and so yeah still still in it very much so and still like to ride my bike and swim and yeah yeah, it's definitely an exciting sport. There's a lot to it, but it, it can often be like logistically hard to fit into the week too, particularly if you're yeah. working full time or if you if you do have kids. I found running now just so much easier to, to squeeze into the week. You can just put your yeah. shoes on and duck out the door and that could be even 20 minutes, a half an hour. Uh, yeah. My bike's been yeah. in the shed for a while actually. So it's um it can be something that can be pushed aside pretty quickly, but it's they're both very addicting, aren't they? And I, Very, I feel like you'd, yeah. be, you'd be similar in that you'd you just want to do triathlon or just want to do running and do it the best you possibly can and, and find out what can come from that. And I guess the hard thing for you moving forward now is it, it takes years and years to build up that fitness too, doesn't yeah, it? So if yeah. you can stick just to the running, then we might see those times drop even further. Yeah, and that yeah, that is the hard part. And I did find that out about running when I kind of – pulled back on triathlon and just did running it was so much easier and just a little bit more sleep in the mornings as well and yeah less less logistical and less bikes to fix and less things can go wrong and yeah I definitely found that it was um, a lot easier logistically. Hey and those podcasts so I'll give um, Jack Kelly a shout out for how they train you've been listening to that one? Yes I love how they train yeah and yeah, I guess like stark done. difference to like your story about getting to know triathlon over 
at Kona because he did like an interview of of the like participating athletes didn't he every day leading up to the event yeah 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 I absolutely love that podcast it's so good I think I've listened to every episode um and when it comes straight out I think I'm yeah I'm on his Patreon as well so (laughs) um because yeah I just love it so much and he's really good and asks the right questions and I think it's probably the only podcast out there that actually does that kind of thing like ask people tell me about your training week tell me what you do and he like isn't afraid to ask all the questions that a lot of other people are probably not ever going to ask someone. Yeah, no, he's doing absolute wonders for a triathlon scene. He had a great market and definitely insightful to it. He started with a mix of different athletes. So I think it's sort of heading that way towards triathlon. But what about if we head back yeah. to running for you then and, and then you're running at Burt Squad at Brisbane. When did you start there and, and how have you found the experience uh, with those guys? Yeah, um, so I started, oh, when did I start running with them? 2019, I reckon. Um, I had kind of just come off of a, another injury at the start of 2019 and just gotten back into running and then was running some pretty good times. And then I think Dan reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to come join us for a couple of runs? And um, yeah, and it all went from there and um, have been pretty um, a pretty committed member ever since and trying not to ever miss a Tuesday. Um, yeah, and so yeah, it's a really good group um, of people and everyone's really nice and yeah you can just you know you you can go along and work really hard and we sometimes do like other runs on Sundays like a long run yeah really good group um we have like a really nice bunch of girls as well um that I run with that are awesome um or really awesome runners so we're always looking to expand the crew particularly the girls um trying to get the the best of the best out to help push ourselves every week so yeah no it's a really great group yeah, so just on that with the women too, how how do you guys go around finding the 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 sort of right or you know right paced lady out there who'd be interested in a squad like Bird? Is it being out of park run or word of mouth um, contacts through like yourself in triathlon? How's that sort of fared over the last year or so? Yeah, I think it's um yeah it's good. Um, we kind of try and approach people like if I'm at a park run, I'll always try and um keep an eye out like if I see someone quick running and then I'll kind of pass their names on to Pete um, and he might shoot them a message on Instagram or something but also like if there's anyone that's out there speedy it's um it's always good to try and um to try and um approach like approach us and ask if they can come along and um yeah and join the squad so we're always looking for speedy people and I mean I think sometimes it can be a bit intimidating like running with a a fast group but at the end of the day like you're only going to get better by running with people um that are quick yeah yeah I found that um I was sort of mid-pack I guess around the ring road there when I joined last Tuesday and uh, it didn't seem to matter where you were there was someone behind you and someone in front and um yeah and that's that's how you get pulled forward isn't it and uh, over time each week after week there's hope that that can only do wonders for you yeah, improvements to all your times. Yeah, exactly. And have you found the the scene out there as well in the park runs or or women in general in the sport? Have you found that it's um doing pretty well? Like we're seeing the the marathon as we spoke of earlier, Sinead, Jess, and uh, Eloise representing Australia as older ladies, shall we call them, who are also mothers. Um, but what about in the community of Brisbane at the moment? How do you think the scene's travelling? Yeah, not too bad, I think. Um, 
I think again, like you said before, like there's scenes like Victoria who just have such a strong running scene. Um, you hear them talk about all like the Athletics Victoria events with like the cross country and every club rocks up and everyone's out there. It's like a bit of a competition. So I think like the Queensland scene could be a bit stronger in that sense. Um, but yeah, I think the women's field probably not as strong as other states. Um, but again, you still get the good turnouts. Like park runs, you always have someone quick to run with. Um, the fun runs, there's always like a few good people that are up there, um, like Bridge to Brisbane. <laughs> um, when I came in fourth, I was like, whoa, who beat me? And then I was like, oh, they're all well, chance representatives, okay. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was always really, um, it's always good to see a strong turnout when you get to those big events. Yeah, well, I guess we're even seeing like in the recreational scene too, like um, these sort of mental health orientated groups like the Rebound Club and um, Katie Dow's group out there. Uh, what are the other ones? Run for North, my mate Nick Tui running that group on the north side of Brisbane. Oh, and yeah. running yeah. around different areas. And it seems like they're all very open for uh, women to be part of it. Pat Carroll group and Chris Gale, I think, was saying to me on this podcast months ago that I think his typical run is an older lady, for example. So it yeah. just seems, it seems, even from the slower runner's point of view, that it's, it's pretty good out there at the moment. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I think oh, recreational running, in general, um, in Brisbane is thriving. I mean, you see, I walked past, was it Rebound Club? Yes, no, the Unfit Run Run Club. Yeah, that's I the other one. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, I went to New Farm and um, and I walked past them. They had a run on or something, and there was like 50, 60 people there. It was crazy, and um, yeah, just the turnout was huge. And I reckon pro- at least half of those would have been women, which is so good to see. Um, and yeah, the numbers are definitely going quite strong, particularly like from the recreational running side of things. Yeah, it almost seems like there's a bit of a like a cult at the moment. It's becoming a bit cooler, almost like a CrossFit kind of a cult, like a bit more fashionable and cooler for the women to be getting into it too. And, and the blokes, like just with what they're wearing and it becoming pretty social, like uh, like yeah. the drunk club yeah. who I think are notorious having a beer after a run or even the, the coffee scene two in the mornings is, is growing as part of the sport. Yeah. And even like the, um, the rebound club doing those secret events, like that's pretty cool and kind of brings a bit of more attention to like, Oh, what is that? Like, that's a cool race. And then you get more people. And I think they did one the other week where they caught the ferry and then they ran back and it was a race to, um, to get back as soon as, as quick as you could. Um, I didn't haven't been able to get to any of them yet, but I'd like to um, and, and see what that's all about. But um, yeah, it's definitely growing, and I think I think as well, just from like I I love running because it's such a social thing as well. Like you've got the hard sessions on a Tuesday where you've got no breath to talk to anyone, but <laughs> um, like in the warm down and warm up, or even your easy runs. Like I've got quite a few good running buddies that are about my pace and it's just the best thing ever just to have a chat and run um yeah that's why I love it and I think you just I think I was listening to Katie's episode and she was talking about running side by side with someone as opposed to face to face like when you're running next to someone you feel like you can talk about anything and everything you know and um you hear you see all those memes about like only things runners talk about on their runs and it's all like the yeah the like duck stories and stuff but I think like it's just that that unique little world um which is yeah why I love it so much 
Yeah, the thing is too is that uh, those who don't run don't understand that there can be a point where you become fit enough to to be able to have those conversations and just jog along. And the fact that most of your running should be easy anyway, and if you've got a hard Tuesday or one or two others, then it's really the minority of running, and that you can definitely afford to just socially run through the week um, if that's what you're into yeah. or um, even for myself it seems to be on my own which which gives me a break from all the, the chaos yeah. around uh, me as well which I, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people like that out there yeah definitely I think oh, I started a run club at my school and my school is a very arts focused school so not a massive um, emphasis on sports or yeah any kind of like fitness stuff um and I have started like a run club on Friday morning. So I get like four or five kids out there. It's not massive. Um, but um, I just said to them, like, you've done the hardest part getting here. You're here now. That's the hardest part. And just getting started is what's hard about running. And then once you do it, it's fine. So they don't think that just yet, but <laughs> it will come. Excellent. Hey, we'll uh, finish with some little questions here. Some uh, quicker questions to finish with. And um, yeah. they, they start with some listener questions as well. There's only one today oh, and then I'll get into mine. And I think that the listener questions, some people can be a bit afraid on Instagram to ask up. or may, may, Maybe yours is influenced by the fact you've only been in the sport properly for a, a year or so as well. So um, when you know, posted I that, I, I was like, this is that. dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or they're just being nice and they don't want to embarrass you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one actually... I'm not sure how serious this question actually is, but um, do you train with an Alex, Alexandra? Yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex is one of my uh, my very good running buddies. Oh, okay. What do you think she's asked? <laughs> I'm a bit nervous for what. Oh, I don't know. She's told, she told me she asked a question, so I laughed and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> right, just, just ask you your favourite training partner. Uh, um, oh, let me think about that. Uh, no, <laughs> definitely Alex. I can't I can't say anyone else now. <laughs> anyone else out there the who's spot. pushing you though? Like in all seriousness with your running that's helped you to get faster? Oh, I definitely like the Burt girls are definitely great. Um, running them down every every Tuesday morning. Like Alex and Nerissa have been really good training partners. Um, my friend Nadine is also a really good running buddy of mine. Um, she lives in the same area as me, so quite often we would go for nice little afternoon jogs around and um yeah just a, a really good training buddy too and she's always up for a session or two um but Alex was she just did the Melbourne marathon and um did like a crazy good time on debut so um and we did a lot of our training together and she had some massive massive marathon sessions that I'd often go out and do summer with her <laughs> so yeah she's been a really good training buddy Maybe your next question for her should be, do you want to go on Ollie's podcast? Yeah, I told her. I was like, I'm putting, I'm, yeah, I'm putting you on the list. <laughs> hey, uh, let's get to some of my questions and we'll uh, be done. I know you've got a late lunch to get to on a Sunday. Yeah, it's actually with Alex. So it's not the running care. <laughs> All right. If you could pick one session as your favorite type of session on a Tuesday, what give us an idea of like K reps or a Deeks or a Mono or shorter stuff oh, like two four hundreds i love i hate the stop start runs like i hate the 1k reps with the standing breast um i think it comes from like playing mm. lacrosse again so um i love a monofart leg monofart leg or deeks is definitely one of my favorite sessions all right favorite long run loop on a saturday or sunday where would you like to run in Ooh. brisbane 
Or in Brisbane, yeah, in Brisbane, I love a classic city loop, like just going sometimes. So we've got a group um, that does a long run on a Sunday sometimes, like um, Aiden is in that group sometimes. And um, and we often just kind of start at West Tawong Rugby Club and then we'll run all through the city and over the bridge and back along or, yeah, just around the city. But I do love Noosa National Park for a long run. Um, that's probably, if it's out of Brisbane, that's definitely one of the best runs in the world, I reckon. All right. Current running idol. Is it one of the three women we mentioned before, the marathoners? Oh, yes. Oh, I really like Jess um, Trunk-Stenson. Um, she's, she's an Adelaide girl and um, just a genuinely nice person. I don't know if you've ever listened to a podcast with her. Yeah, I think have, I've yeah. met her once. Yeah, I've met her once or twice because she used to be a physio at a clinic that I worked at through uni and um, would come in occasionally and um, just a really like cool human being. I don't know. She just seems like a very genuine person and very realistic. And yeah, I think she's really, really good for the sport. Okay. Uh, strength as a runner for you. You mentioned you're, you're good over 10 meters at the start of a race. What else are you good at? Um, oh, who, Pete told me the other day, he was like, oh, I just, whenever you run or race, like I think you as really sort of like um, powerful and like, I think I'm just a very gritty runner. Like when it comes to sort of like the hard yards, I'm able to kind of pull through or like if it's, if you're kind of deep into a session, just getting it done and yeah, really just kind of ripping in. And I think again, that comes from playing lacrosse and a sport where you got to be kind of gritty and um, yeah, competitive. So I'm very competitive. All right, current footwear, what what do you got on your feet when you're running out there for the, the Burt runs, but then also your easier stuff? Um, easier stuff, I really like the Asics Nova Blast at the moment. Um, I also like Mizuno. They have a, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember, the Sky Neos that are just really like cushiony. Um, and I think I'll go back to them um, eventually when my Asics are done. Um, and then I've been racing in the Vaporflies which I really like. And then tempo or like speed sessions on a Tuesday in like the Nikes and <coughs> tempos. Okay. Favorite race on the running calendar? Oh, I haven't done too many. Um, I really like Sunshine Coast, um, but I'd also love to go back and do the Adelaide um, marathon again. Um, I did that years ago when I just kind of didn't run and I just signed up and did a half marathon out of the blue. Um, but that was a really nice race doing a kind of loop, a scenic loop all around Adelaide. All right, final question of the interview. Arguably the most important. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, what comes to mind uh, if I asked you for like advice for women out there running to get them uh, more involved or more brave to join a group, um, to get them, I guess, ultimately running? Um, find a group, find a buddy, find someone. Running is so much easier when you do it with someone else um just find somewhere that you fit in somewhere that you click with the people and i think that running is just a breeze once you find that sort of connection or those people excellent well said um and yeah thanks for coming on this afternoon you've definitely uh no you're natural for your first podcast i can say that oh <laughs> thank you i think it comes from teaching we like to talk yeah. about it, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think um, I said okay when I started this maybe it's the teaching industry but uh, yeah, I'm not sure yeah. if I'm going to recommend it too highly it's a pretty busy uh, job <laughs> yeah <laughs>
no, plenty yeah. of time for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, then I thanks thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, I guess there'll be thanks different parts that people resonate in it. Maybe not so much lacrosse, but you, you never know out there. Yeah. I always find random to latch on to really different things within these interviews in the fact that everyone's yeah. so different. Uh, and you've been yeah, as well and doing a bit of triathlon and uh, your words around the Burt running group there in Brisbane. So I'm sure there'll be a few there having a listen and um, yeah, we'll be awesome. in contact. Cool. Great. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Good to have a chat and yeah. Cheers. I'll probably see you Tuesday and, and uh, enjoy the, the waters this afternoon at late lunch. Yes. Yeah. Lots of waters. <laughs> Stay hydrated. <laughs> Cheers, Bella. Have a good one. See you. All right. See you, Ollie. Bye. Bye.